Space City. Oh. Nah. Early Biaz and Nas. That's right, folks. It is episode two of season two. Ooh. Two for two. Right. Two for two. <laughs> two for two. And I got two of each. Or episode number 57 oh, overall. It is August 24th. It is. We're fully into draft season, guys. This is it. And what better way to celebrate than doing our Biaz and our Nas? Yes. Oh, yes. That's right. We'll get the official ones here in a bit. But hey, we're recording late. Screw it. We got to do what we got to do to get a show to you. Oh, yes. So coming to you probably Tuesday. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, well, probably Tuesday. It is morning. what it is. And uh, just like Adam predicted, the injuries have already started. They, they, no, they're there's not even preseason up. games. There's not even preseason games. The injuries are piling up. We're just we're just talking about practice. Yeah. And of course, and, and like Adam said, the sandcastle coming to Miles Sanders. <laughs> oh. Lower body injury already. Oh my god! Ouch! The, the sandcastle is already starting to melt, like dissolve. Like oh, yes. it wasn't even the wave; it was like gravity. I don't even know what's going on here. Zachert's stuck going up, what, or going down? Who knows? He's time. also he- going down. Upper body injury. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my god! No puedes. Terrible. I guess we should just like run through. All, there's so many. There's so many. Should well, I like, forgot. You know what? I, a I lot of them are ahead. I didn't ask how you guys are doing. How are you doing, Evan? Mm-hmm. I'm doing chilling. Just chilling. I uh, did my first uh, solo shift tonight on my new job. Make some good money. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> but I made my first little money. Mondays so are rough. Hey, yeah, Mondays are rough, but I started up slow and uh, keep it going. You know. Nice. And uh, it it was a little remembrance on today. A year ago, when our little league of ourselves mm-hmm. did uh, our draft day, yes, and you won your championship ring that you and got I on right now. Championship ring today, yes, that I admire so much. It's so mm. beautiful. Why don't guys. you put it all in? Mm. So like, he doesn't want his surgically I, implanted onto no, his yeah. skin. Like I mistakenly did the mine. I need. <laughs> yeah, I'm Mine gonna, just fits perfectly. I need like my middle finger. I need like soap and water and shit because this ain't it. coming off anytime soon. Oh God! <laughs> just lube it up with your spit. <laughs> that's, that's gross. <laughs> And we'll get it just like that. <laughs> mm. Adam, mm. how you doing, baby? I am doing fan diddly tastic. I have some spicy picks later that I love because when I first picked my players, I was like, I just picked them because they're big names. But then I looked, delved deeper into the stats, and I'm like, you're definitely a nah. So oh. this is going to be this is going to be very good. Very I've nice. done much research on. Two of these players. <laughs> <laughs> the other two, not so much, but ours are. there are some, some ancillary things. We'll get to those. But I have been having a pretty decent week. Very nice. Very nice. I'm over here counting down the days. The old job's done. Now, the new now, job starts. It's down to hours now. Hours. 16 hours. We're down to two days. Mm. Only two days mm. left. Mm. Evan, don't die. Mm. Got some you water right it. here. Yeah, Bring some of that. <laughs> so good for you. All right. So unlike Evan, who is who is not going to be injured... We just got a whole list of players who are injured here. Tyler Lockett, Tyrell Williams, Kenyon Drake. Oh, my God. Mike Williams, DeAndre Swift, Miles Sanders, Melvin Gordon, Tyreek Hill, Lamar Jackson, Brandon Ayuk, and Zach Ertz. Jesus Christ. Not even yeah. a game played. Yeah. Half of these are, like, precautionary things, and then the other half are, like, oh, these are some Some of them are more concerning. Um, Tyrell Williams, for the most part, is the probably the most concerning of all of them. Yeah, A torn labrum. Yeah. Not a very good thing to have for a wide receiver because you need to have nah, he's at least one it. of your arms. He's not. He's not like Odell where he could just catch everything with one arm. Um, 
Well, I, I proved he can't do that anymore too. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, probably the biggest one would be Miles Sanders because everyone's like all hyping him up. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the second coming of uh, Christian McCaffrey, and then all of a sudden. He, he was getting the full workload. Mm, as soon as he gets the full workload. Oh, God. Aye. And, like, the biggest thing is, like, it's he j- it j- they just said lower body injury. Yeah. No hip, no knee, no ankle. Could be just anything. Anything below the belly button. Maybe it's all of his legs. Maybe it could be his butt. <laughs> Who knows? Could be. <laughs> too too much clenching. Could be. I mean, the Melvin Gordon one, rib injury, Jesus Christ. I'm going to be talking about him later. Mm. Uh Brandon Ayuk, I mean, can the 49ers get a break with injuries to the wide receiver core? Who are we on left now? The water boy. I mean, Kenyon Drake in a walking boot. Ooh, but precautionary. What the noise, hell does that mean? Noise, noise oh, yeah, I know you were sweating bullets earlier. Off, so uh, you're like, oh, my God, my keeper. Uh, Everything's keeper. falling apart. And then I was like, Chase Edmonds stocks <laughs> through the well, roof. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> that was like a, that Mike Tyson quote way back when. It's like, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. This is like continuously getting punched in the mouth by every... Every day. Every yes. day in pre-camp. Yes. I mean, Tyreek Hill, that's concerning. Hamstring. Lamar Jackson missed two practices with a soft tissue issue. It was like a, it was a groin. Groin. Like just, like, come on, man. Mm, yeah. That speed about to go down right Tyler there. Tyler Lockett, right leg, needed don't, icing. Don't hate him. We were talking Lockett. about Tyler Lockett. Oh, and, uh, I love him. And would we take him over X player? Oh, yes. <laughs> Obviously, take Tyler Lockett over DK Metcalf. He's that's, like my second a, sleeper now right there. Tyler Lockett, hell yeah. Yeah. All day. Why didn't you write something up about him? Bitch. Because. Okay. Second round. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh my gosh. I like write notes because then I get my shit away too much and I be talking too much and giving away my plans. That's fine. Hey, too that's bad. fine. We got to do what we got to do for the people. Tell them how it is. These people. The beautiful people. people. Mm-hmm. The beautiful people. The beautiful people. Speaking of beautiful people, uh, I'll divert for a little bit. We got our semantics league all filled up. Mm. We got some new faces, some old faces. We brought the returning oh, yes. champ back, Adam Mason. Uh, welcome back, buddy. Uh, Trav is manning the semantics team again, and we are going to have our own team. And it's going to be, uh, guess what, 16 teams Ooh. again, guys. Woof. Back by popular demand. We couldn't stop it. Woof. Literally because the goddamn website kept screwing up. <sighs> nice. Damn you, League Safe. What's good otherwise? Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'll complain about it. Maybe they'll do something about it. I emailed him about it. Oh, shit. He emailed. <laughs> Turned into like a fantasy Karen. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> well, it's so it has a maximum participant size, right? And so you think you're like, all right, I'm going to set it at this. So we were going to start it. At, we we're going to keep it at 12. We're going to exclusive was what we were aiming for. Uh-huh. So, we're you know, let's, we'll consolidate down to one team instead of three, et cetera, et cetera. And so I was like, all right, 12. 12 paid participants so someone can sign in sign up for it not pay and then people can come in behind and pay and so the exact right number of people didn't pay in time for other people to come in so we had so much demand for like fuck i guess we're doing 16 again ah <laughs> dang it so we're doing 16 going deep Stra- so much stress on a 16 man oh, i'm glad i could share god. this stress with you instead of all, b- all by myself. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! Oh yeah! And sniping each other's picks all the I'm time. Re- we'll ready, just. I'm ready to jump in this. I'm doing everything shit. two rounds. You guys early. would be like, shut the fuck up. Early. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna stick down. my. F- I'm gonna stick my foot out in front of myself so I can trip myself. <laughs> and you're gonna fall over me. Uh, I've already just... started uh, practicing the uh, the old mock drafts. We got a mock draft come up next week. Speaking of. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. And I think Adam's got a new spicy way he wants to do it. I'm gonna spice Spi- it up. You're gonna spice it up. Oh yeah. You know I'm always spicy. Well, guys, back to my 
roots, man. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, the second round. Let's get it. <laughs> mm. Without further ado. Oh, yes. The exclusive, the one and only, mm-hmm. the highly in demand, world exclusive. Bia or nah. Bia! Oh, my God. That's so oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Evan, let's get a nah. Nah! Oh, nice. Very nice. So that's right, guys. Nice. We got our Bia or nah. And uh, I, I guess I got the short end of the stick, so I guess I'm starting. Oh, yes. That's, it's, it's not much of a secret. I kind of gave it away a little bit last week, but my Bia. Oh, that's my version. It's oh, James yes. White. That's right. Oh, yes. I love a patriot. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm saying this shit. It's, I've been waiting. I've been, I've been waiting. You've been waiting for this one? You've been talking about I was a long time hater. I mean, just because he was a patriot. Yep. But uh, I've seen. He said Tom Brady left. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, it was only Tom Brady. It was mostly Tom Brady. I hate Tom Brady a lot. Tom Brady. Uh, was on my knowledge <laughs> and got cut for his favorite <laughs> some other people. Get the fuck out of the goddamn office. <laughs> I didn't even want to talk about Tom Brady. That's how much I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> goddamn. I'm already talking about it right now. Too much. Too much. <laughs> I already got to talk about him during this. But uh, I've come around to James White. He's been a particularly uh, great value the last couple years, especially in 2018. Oh, yeah. So last two seasons, he's finished as an RB2 or better. Uh, RB22. 2019, RB8 in 2018. Oh, my God. That's real was good. That's close. I will say, so I, I took staff in the last five years because he's only been in the league. This will be his seventh year. His rookie year, he did absolutely nothing for the Patriots. So 2015 to the 2019, all right? So I got five seasons worth of data. <laughs> so he's been an RB2 twice and an RB1 once. I will say 2017, 2015, RB41 and 45, not good. But those were the uh, Rex Burkhead, Dion Lewis... Fucking shit show of a uh, RBBC. Mm. Rex Burkhead still. Which okay? actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about RBBCs a lot tonight. Oh, and man. I will gonna say I, I have a note I I was, I was supposed to mention earlier. Uh, do not get into an RBBC without knowing the player's <laughs> role. <laughs> if you don't know their role, you're gonna have a bad time. Uh, pizza, French fry, <laughs> pizza, French fry. <laughs> James White. Is a is is a good situation where you know exactly what James White's role is comparative to the ones I'm gonna be talking about later. We don't we don't really know. Mm-mm. James White is the pass catcher for the Patriots. So over the last uh five years, he's averaged sixty three receptions, five hundred fifty seven yards, and forty eight touchdowns through the air, and throw in fifty three rushing attempts for two hundred and seventeen yards with another touchdown. So roughly about one hundred fifty points a year or RB twenty six. So he's right around that RB two range. Like I said, he's pretty much just on his own naturally as an RB2. So even so, you can get him in the eighth round. He's ranked RB33. People are fucking criminally undervaluing him again. Mm. Again. And you can find him in the eighth round. So you can get an RB2 in the eighth round. That's a fucking deal. I very rarely leave a draft without James White now. This is a 12-team half-point PPR, <laughs> 12 by, team by half the way. 12-team half-point PPR, yes. 12-team. So eighth round is when he usually leaves. So that's probably 10. That's probably 9. Tenth at the latest. <laughs> I target James White in the seventh, eighth. You know, I mean, screw that. That's an RB two. I know for a fact is going to be mm-hmm. on my team. Mm-hmm. So, so <clears throat> what? What I think is very interesting is, so you uh, baseline. I'm telling you, RB two. I think he can pull off an RB one season or even a high RB two season. 
more likely high RB2, but I think he could pull an RB1 if given the right circumstances. So in that 2018 season, he saw 23.2% of the team's targets. Okay. It's quite a fucking lot, right? Yeah. 2019-2017, where his RB2, you know, lower years, he had RB2 2019, RB3 2017. He only got, um, where'd it go? 12 to 15, 12 and 15 percent, respectively, those years. So, obviously, the RB2 year being 2019 to 15 percent target range. So, quite a dip down, right? You're like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, he's not getting as many targets. Makes logical sense. So, I'm predicting a, another 2018 season, and I'll tell you why. Cam fucking Newton. Yep. He is a check down machine. Get it. He averages, his average yards per attempt is 7.2 yards. He doesn't throw the ball deep. At all. Mm. <laughs> he is a mid thr- mid-tier thrower in terms of like distance. He's not here. Yeah, yeah, he he's... likes to run. If he can't check it down, he's gonna run the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you gonna or you huck it deep. So that to me shows tight end and running back are the two prime positions to get targets. So I'm not talking about tight ends, so we're talking about James White. Mm-hmm. So in two thousand so if we want to look at other pass catching running backs that Cam Newton has thrown to, and that's none other than the great Christian McCaffrey. Of course. Of course, now, James White is not Christian McCaffrey. That's not, that's she, not mix he it. Could, though. Let's not mix the two up, but. Try to take a first overall. In 2017 and 2018, the two years that Cam Newton played a full season with Christian McCaffrey, yeah. Christian McCaffrey got 22.6 and 23.2% of the team's targets. That's a lot. Of, that's, a, that's a giant target share. So was a quarter. Which is the same exact target share as James White got in 2018. Ooh. Ooh. You see how I'm stringing this shit together? I like it. C- c- combo. Combo. So, yeah, yeah. I, so what I did is I took a uh, an average of Cam Newton's pass attempts and Tom Brady's pass attempts, which surprisingly, Tom Brady threw the ball a fucking lot. Yeah. That blew my mind. Motherfuckers just couldn't yeah. fucking catch it. So Brady, over the, over the same <laughs> five-year span, I use the same five-year span, Brady threw 564 pass attempts, and uh-huh. Cam, I didn't count in 2019, so I went 18 through 14 instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam had uh, 483.2 attempts per year. So the significantly, Cam Newton throws the ball significantly less than Tom Brady has thrown in the same five-year period. So I was like, all right, let me get an average of the two, which would be about 523.6 Pass attempts. So Cam's going to have to probably throw the ball a little bit more to fit into Belichick's scheme. Very much. But Cam loves to fucking check down. So if you take 22% of those targets, it's 115 targets at James White's career, 73.5% catch rate. Mm-hmm. He fucking knows how to catch the ball. That's 86.4 receptions. That's a lot of receptions. I told you his average earlier was 63 receptions. So I'm telling you he's going to get 20 extra receptions. So that's... And, his, and he gets on average 8.8 yards per reception, which I fits like right that. into Cam's fucking check down Charlie. Oh, yeah. For 760, 760.32 yards, five touchdowns, sprinkling the same uh, rushing numbers, 181 points, or an RB14 finish Ooh. right on the fringe of RB1. I'm telling you, with the right touchdown totals, James White could okay. be an RB1. Oh, yeah. Get dunked on with those stats. Bitch, I ain't gonna have them mm. stats, but shit. I like that shit. James White is a fucking steal at RB33 in the eighth round. Draft him. Fucking mm-hmm. draft him. That's some good stuff right there. You like them stats, boys? You like them fucking stats? Like That's them how them I do. Stats. A lot of optimism right there. 
Now it's time to bring it down with some pessimism. You want to shit all over my IPA? Oh, my gosh. No, not yours. I'm going to go. Oh, you just totally agree with my shit. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no no I mean, counter arguments? Um, so Damien Harris is actually getting somewhat yes. of a hype in yes. training camp. And I will, agree, le- I will agree with you. Let us not forget the infinite Carlos Hyde. The new cool. infinite. Oh, Lamar Miller. Or Lamar Miller, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which signed and immediately got hurt. <laughs> like yeah. walking away. I don't yeah. even know how. But uh, you're not worried about um, either one of those guys uh, going getting in. And, and like, you know, Rex Burkhead is technically still on the team. And That's if true. he's healthy, he he'll, he would cut into uh, James White's uh, stock. Yes. Um, I am looking around like the players around James White. Um, in the seventh to eighth rounds, um, in terms of like just the running back positions, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing similar-ish players in these uh, running back by committees. I'm just wondering, um, would you consider James White over a couple of these guys? So, for example, um, James White over, let's say, uh, a Philip Lindsay. Yeah, you know what? Phil Lindsay is one on my gnaw list. He's also Ouch. a gnaw. Oh. Yes. As as you'll come to find out, this entire area from about f- round five through ten is filled with RBBCs, and there's only one of them I like, and the rest of them I'm shitting all over, and you'll you'll find out tonight. Okay, so let me go with a more defined role in a quote-unquote RBBC. Mm-hmm. So how about uh, Mr. Matt Burita? We all know that Jordan Howard is not gonna be definitely the James White over Matt Barrett for sure. Gotcha. Yeah, he's all he's being taken. James White all day. He, he's <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's he, my pal. Come on, bro. Yeah. He is being taken around later, so that does lend credence to your mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to argument. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was just wondering, like, um, yeah, but um, I, I mean, think it, I uh, think it's pretty fine. James White has been in an RBVC his entire career. So that's yeah. what New England has done. I just think the argument for James White is you. We know for a fact what his role is in this offense, and that's the pass mm-hmm. catcher, check down guy. He's as clearly a special as at it. He's won a Super Bowl for him doing it. Mm-hmm. We 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 don't need to. We know his role. Whereas, you know, even with Damian Harris or Sony Michelle, if he's on the pup or not, or even fucking Lamar Miller. You know that we we've seen that carousel before, and James White's still having RB twenty two, RB eight, you know RB twenty six seasons. To- totally still worth your draft pick. I'm even at, like I said, even his floor to me is an RB, a low end RB two, RB three fringe area as a flex player. Yeah, and for but a, with the, he has the upside of being another RB one again. I think this year, given the right circumstances. Yeah, upside for RB one to be put into your possible flex position. Yeah. Which and this is, is only great. for half EPR and for sure PPR leagues. Standard, d- d- don't even bother. Like, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> technically in PPR leagues, he would be for, he would he's be, a god. He would, he's he would a god in PPR. Yeah. Higher, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I got destroyed a couple of weeks uh, last year. Eighty-six receptions. That's a PPR god. You know, yeah. that's that's <laughs> it's ungodly. That is a, that is a lot. All right. So you want to start the pessimism train, Adam? Yeah, because it's just it's just just too much, too much, too much positivity. Too right much here? positivity. Right, even though I even down. though I started started off with the bia part, I gotta I gotta we're gonna be alternating. Um, we all that moods right? here. So shit, motherfuckers. So my nah is actually, what? we actually kind of shit all over this team all off season, but <laughs> okay. 
Um, one of the players I'm going to do is on the Cleveland Browns, Mr. Oh. The newly acquired $44 million man, Austin Hooper. Oh, shit. You're going to shit all over Austin Hooper? I Ouch. am. Oh, I love this. Here we go. Here we go. My nah. Here we go. Okay, so let's preface it from uh, last year. So last year, the first eight weeks or so, uh, Austin Hooper was the number one tight end. Yes. You know, he was being essentially force-fed by Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just if no one's open, throw it to goddamn Austin Hooper. He'll find a way. Um, that worked a lot with uh, the scheme over in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, Mr. Dirk Cutter, the offensive coordinator currently there, he loves targeting his uh, tight ends. His whole tenure over in um, Tampa Bay as a offensive coordinator and head coach, he loved u- utilizing Cameron Bray and later on OJ Howard, mm-hmm. which we're not going to talk about last year about OJ Howard because a different offensive coordinator when. Arians, which didn't utilize the tight end. But anyways, he made those two players relevant, which made Austin Hooper also relevant because he loves targeting the tight end. Um, Last year, and then obviously Austin Hooper got hurt and he was essentially useless the rest of the year. Um, finished, I think still top 10 tight end. But, um, you know, that's a big tumultuous fall from being the number one overall. Um, so he gets signed over in the offseason by the Cleveland Browns. And everyone's like, oh, my goodness. He's got going to be great for the team. Emphasis on team. So, oh, shit. yeah. So Austin Hooper, unlike his deal in Atlanta, he has a lot of competition over in uh, Cleveland. Um, so instead of just competing with uh, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, and whatever running back they decide to have ahead of um, uh, Devonta Freeman or what was left of Devonta Freeman, at least <laughs> right. um, he's going to have to compete <laughs> with Odell Beckham. He's going to demand targets regardless of what you think. He's, they're just going to throw. Nah. Yeah. Honorary. Nah. He's they're They're just, they're just going to throw to him regardless of um, his output, which by the way, he still had a, over a thousand yards mm-hmm. miraculously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jarvis Landry. He is a volume machine as well. Don't forget they still have David Njoku, which we'll talk. I'll talk about in a second, and uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Now a lot of people are thinking that Kareem Hunt is going to be cutting into Nick Chubb's workload a lot. He's also going to be cutting into the tight end part of you know getting those true, flat, true. those flat routes, just dumping it off to the uh, whoever lining up in the slot, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, even the slot, which Austin Hooper dominated in the slot. You know, sharing that's not going to be very good for him. Um, and also let's talk, talk about the, uh, the coaching changes, the philosophy. So I talked about, uh, David and Joku. Um, so the head coach, Kevin Stefanski, he essentially had his whole coaching career over in Minnesota mm-hmm. with, uh, with the Vikings, uh, specifically he likes using the two tight end sets. The two tight end sets means that you're going to be using both of these tight ends on either side of the field or possibly both sides on both of them on one side of the field. And it's going to be a power run type of offense where they're just going to utilize the running offense all the time. Um, Nick Chubb. And they also have... <laughs> yes, they're in Nick Chubb. And don't forget, we also have uh, Bill Callahan, which 
Bill Callahan. Yeah, if you don't, yeah, don't remember, he's the, he is an offensive line genius. Yes. Um, head coach, eh, kind of. He's more. He's better as a assistant coach. Um, still great minds. Um, they're gonna be utilizing. They're gonna be utilizing low yard, not low yards, uh, close to the line of scrimmage type of plays. Yeah. Um, what you would think would be going to Austin Hooper would, would be great, but with David Njoku there, even though. It was early in the year that David Joku was like, I don't want any part of this offense if you have if you have Hooper. And then they had some like talks, and now he's all, all on board. So the fact that they're going to be spreading the ball around a lot with Austin Hooper makes me think that they're not going to be. He's not going to be anywhere near his production that he was last year. Yeah. Um, and there's also the biggest question mark is: Are we going to get sophomore? Um, or rookie. Uh, oh crap! I forgot his name. Who's their quarterback? <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Oh, Baker Mayfield. So, are we gonna get last year Baker Mayfield, or are we gonna get superstar rookie Baker Mayfield? Mm, we don't know yet. Um, and even if Baker Mayfield is going to be running, or is gonna be, let's see, even somewhat closer leaning towards the better part of his uh, production, there volume in passing is not going to be as high because they want to just ram it down your throat with uh, Nick Chubb, which everyone's thinking he's going to try and get the uh, rushing title this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He almost had it. Yeah, he almost year. had it be, but yeah, before uh, damn, Derrick Henry was like, his lunch. Nah. Nah. so because all of all shit. these factors, Austin Hooper is going to be a nah for me. So that's why you got him at tight end number 15 in our tight end debates? I mean, anything past 10, I'm not even going to look at. <laughs> there you go. I got him at 11. Adam, Evan had him at 10, so we still think he's going to be somewhat useful. Yeah, somewhat, but eh. That's been a total nah. Interesting. I mean, you bring up compelling points. I mean, it's the same reason why I hate Jarvis, or not, uh, why I hate OB, OBJ. It's like there's too many mouths to feed, okay. mm-hmm. and it's clearly turning into a run-first team. Mm-hmm. And like you said, um, we're all check down Charlie, like Cam Newton, like just just – High accuracy, you know, mm-hmm. high volume, trying to get first downs, just move down the field because that's what they couldn't do last year. They just kept stalling out, stalling out, and then they're having to bomb it to try to catch up. So no more garbage time, hopefully, for the Browns. Well, you know who else is trying to not have garbage time anymore? It was trying to be a... Ooh, bring it positive, baby. Oh yeah, my boy Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Stefan motherfucking Diggs. All right, shit. All right, what so, you got? So I got his targets from 2018, back in when he was with uh, Minnesota. Okay. 149. He had 102 receptions. Goddamn. Thousand yards. Thousand twenty-one. Nine TDs. That's fucking delicious. He went down in TDs this in 2019, but went up in yards. Went down in receptions. Okay. Also went down in pass per attempts. He was sixth in 2018 and now 30th in 2019. But I think he's going to have a bounce back here. Okay. Fit in a little bit better. And I know those Bills ain't got nothing to lose, especially since they're thanking the Lord that Tom Brady's out of the damn division. And they actually have a damn shot at it. Working with John Brown and him, <clears throat> I definitely see a lot more happening with that uh passing game mm-hmm. josh allen he stepped it up with doing 10 more tds in this year than 2018 and, oh. then he, only, and he cut down his interceptions from 12 to 9 oh you usually see that but josh allen i know he has a chip on his shoulder he said last year 
So I know that, again, he's happy as fuck that Tom Brady is not in his division. I know that you don't like talking about Tom Brady, but the Bills have faced Tom Brady so many times that oh. they can't they can't even imagine playing a game without him. It's without w- him. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's gone. And now he's gone. <laughs> it's weird having Tom Brady news in my feed all the time. So yeah, I, Buccaneers Tom fans Brady. like, oh, cool. He's <laughs> he learned. He told our uh, center how to use baby powder effectively so he doesn't get butt sweats. Oh my god. That was a story that was on my feed. Oh yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I was like <laughs> I one of the feeds. I was like, huh. All right. Cool, cool, cool. That's nice. Cool. cool. <laughs> Sorry to derail you, but uh, go ahead. With the butt sweats. <laughs> All right. Okay. I know so, it's a lot of mouths to feed a little bit with uh, Cole Beasley, John Brown, and uh, Stefan Diggs, but I feel like they'll be able to share the share the ball enough, especially with John Josh Allen. I mean, definitely. One. Yeah, <clears throat> going from Minnesota to uh, Buffalo, he's. Essentially, going from being the one A slash one B with uh, Thielen being to definitely being the number one target yes. over in Buffalo. Absolutely. My concern with Stefan Diggs is he goes from a super run heavy, uh, high defense team to another super heavy run type of a uh, high defense team. Ah, nay nay, good sir. Oh. Well, the kind of not to cut you off, but oh. part of my one of my <laughs> no, go, yeah. is Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Oh shit! Fuck our BBC. I knew you were gonna throw in here, so I was waiting for them to come up in here. And it, it, I guess if I'm shitting on this, it would it would argue that you would have to look at Stefan Diggs. Ah, that that. <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> I like it. I'm talking about yeah. to your point. Your point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll get into mine. Nah, yeah, I was, this, these are probably just like points that are like out in the ether, like like the voice of like. I guess public opinion, like yeah. these are just like con- general concerns for people who are expecting great things of Diggs and like the things that might be holding him back. So my next point would be Josh Allen. Um, we know that he is a great rushing quarterback, so his yes. passing volume and uh, passing um, yards won't be as high. Um, my point specifically goes to his accuracy, which I, dear to God, hope goes up. He brought his interceptions down. Apparently. Yeah, he brought his interceptions down. By three, that's a lot. Uh, Kirk Cousins does have 10% uh, accuracy better than Josh Allen, so I definitely understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. with uh, uh, accuracy percentage and doubting Josh Allen's capability with uh, giving Stefan Diggs the load that he probably wants. Diggs has got to be the best wide receiver he's yeah. had mm-hmm. on his team now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. yeah. What about his injury concerns? He has been uh, injury concerns come, come a little gimpy Diggs. sometimes. I definitely understand where you're coming from that. Don't, don't hate on Diggs with his injuries. It's not every time that he's going to be dying and shit. Not as bad as I guess some other guy we're gonna talk about later. No, 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 of course. Okay, so Stefan Diggs, you can get in <clears throat> four tens at the back of the fourth round. So what are you predicting? Wide receiver, that's you're you're asking for a wide receiver two, guaranteed. Wide, wide receiver, receiver one? Two, I would if if with these injuries, they're saying he got a groin string usually, his knee sometimes. I got Diggs at and fourteen. Rib. And you got him at thirteen. If Mm. Adam's got him at 18. Adam doesn't like Stefan Diggs as much. Yeah, my concerns with uh, Stefan Diggs is not him, not Diggs himself. It's usually, you know, the wide receiver, the wide receiver position 
their biggest struggles is not usually themselves. It's the team around them in terms of the offensive scheme. This is why a lot of wide receivers, the high tier wide receivers have a giant ass ego because they think they are the hottest shit in the world Mm -hmm. and that they demand all the targets, even though technically they don't contribute as much uh, to the interior. They're more of the outside guys doing the passing. So my main thing with Stefan Diggs is, you know, since Buffalo is essentially a run first type of team is the passing yardage won't be there for him. That's that's just me. He didn't miss, right. he didn't miss a game uh last year, oh, but he, he did miss oh, a, yeah? yeah, he didn't miss a game. Oh. He missed the game. Oh yeah, that was Thielen that that was Thielen that uh died last year. Yeah, with Thielen, the, with his uh, hamstring. Yeah. Hmm. Thielen was the one out all the time. He was on week to week, but he was always playing and maybe he didn't play every game to his full wonderful capability, but that motherfucker got the ball thrown his ass a few times. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that his productivity went from 100 to 64 receptions, and that, that sucks. But, again, it's going to go up this year. Just got to believe no, I could and see, be I, the wild card, bitches. Yeah, I could see him hitting around 90. So Stephon like Diggs, Stephon Diggs yeah. finished wide receiver 21 last year. Not cute. So you thinking, you're definitely thinking better than that? I think he'll bump up to at least 13. And if he's fucking good and not injury prone, because I don't think he's injury prone, but if he gets injured, then he's not going to make it. All right, Stefan Diggs or Tyler Lockett. We talked about Tyler Lockett is our barometer. In that uh, area. I was looking at Tyler Lockett, but then I was looking more into his stats, and his he's been going down. Hyper-efficient is Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson. Oh, shit. Allen Robinson? How about a different Robinson? No, 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 no. I, I would take Juju. It. Juju Smith. Juju. Hell no, I ain't taking no. Why is DK Metcalf going over Tyler Lockett? You what? Animals, stop it! You crazy? What is wrong with you people? Tyler Lockett is the receiver to have for that team all day. Oh bro. my god, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Seriously, healthy. I'll Calvin take Ridley. Four o two. I'll take him four. I'll take him four. I'll take Calvin four. Hell yeah, I'll take him four. Or are you taking Stephon Diggs four ten? Stephon sure Diggs or Calvin it. Ridley? I'd risk it on Stefan Diggs. Okay. I can I can Bam. go without Ridley on my team. Okay. Can you say you can dig it? I can <laughs> dig <laughs> it. All right. Well, since we already alluded to it, I'll get into my one of my bias, Hell yeah. which is RBBC. So I alluded to earlier, if you don't know the player's role, you're going to have a bad time. Oh, man. He wrote a it's not goddamn, gonna be you guys. You wrote a thesis on this, on this part. I wrote a thesis. That's right. So, you know. <laughs> Send it. And, of course, earlier I was talking about James White, who's in a notorious RBBC Hell with the yeah. Patriots. And you're like, oh, you can never guess who it is. No, it's James White. It's James fucking White. That's the only one you want. Everyone wants a garbage. Yeah. You, you don't. <laughs> that, we at least know which is the one to pick. And Hell so yeah. what, the, what I've gathered is eight teams who I range from maybe, or at least they're somewhat more viable to no and hell no, because you're going to want to pull your <laughs> fucking no, hair out. Hell no. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. goodness. Because you're just going to fucking hate your life. And Devin, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss landed into the no category. So Frank Gore leaves. They immediately draft Zach Moss early. Early. Was early, it second early. or third rounder? It's like second or third round. It was ridiculous. And so why would they draft someone so early if they weren't trying to anticipate a 50-50 workload? Which is what they were trying to do with Gore and Singletary last year. Yeah, they, yeah, a lot of stories uh, that were coming out that Zach Moss was going to fill the quote-unquote Frank Gore role, mm-hmm. going being down, being like the short yardage, maybe goal line back. 
And, you know, towards the end of last year, Devin Singletary had like a mini breakout. He was yeah, catching balls. He was scoring and giving lots of points. And I was really high on Devin Singletary until they drafted Zach Moss. Exactly. Exactly. So then Frank Gore ended up with 49% of the total touches. We're just talking about touches here. Touch. And Singletary got 42%. So Gore, Gore beat him out at the end of the year. You're like, all right, so who who the hell, if Zach Moss is supposed to be replacing Frank Gore and Frank Gore beat out Devin Singletary last year, he definitely doesn't seem like you want to pick Devin Singletary. Mm. So I was like, all right. And when we ha- when we saw Singletary at one point in time actually get the bulk of the workload, immediately got hurt. Hamstring. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they kind of, I think like they rushed him back a little bit, which, which delayed his recovery. And I think it affected his entire season. But what I, what I came to, Conclusion was, and we'll talk about them later. The Ravens running backs are also a gnaw for me this year. Ooh, I'm just gonna avoid whoa, it. both I'm, of them. Yes, I'm what? just avoiding the situation because you're not gonna get it right. No, yeah. And so this is like the poor man's version of the Ravens. And so the problem is, you you perceive the Bills to be a high volume running offense. That is not true. No. So they're gonna switch it up. Those carries I talked about earlier. Frank Gore had 166 carries. And Densinger had 151 carries, which is, according to another now, less than what Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay will probably get this coming <laughs> year. So also a now we'll talk about them. So you're getting a running back position that also only saw 8% of the total targets Shit, for the passing know. offense, ah. that, which lends credence to Stefan Diggs potentially being a good, nice BR. Ah. So you're getting into an RBBC, which mm-hmm. is likely only going to net you a running back three, and Devin Singletary it's not cute. is in 404. Fuck that. <laughs> no. He nah. Fuck that. Nah. Would you cons- All right. Would you consider Devin Singletary if you went like a triple running back, like as your flex, or not even then? I'm out. No. You wouldn't even put him on your I, team. I, That's I, it. If I, mention, if I mention one of these RBBCs, you should be no. I don't want either <laughs> one. I don't want you don't want Devin Singletary or Zach Moss. Unless one of them actually physically gets hurt, the <laughs> other one is not valuable. All right. I Damn. hear it. I hear it. Do you want me to go over another uh, I mentioned two other ones. Yeah. Melvin Gordon, Phil Lindsay. Keep the train going. And Mark Ain't nobody fucking stopping you. This is our show. So another, bitch. another hard no. Uh-huh. It's Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. I was liking Melvin Gordon though. Hit me up with this. I like it. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I was thinking Melvin Gordon's already injured. <laughs> oh shit! He said, "I'm injured." Fuck it. He's already injured. He's even admitted himself. He's having trouble adjusting to the altitude. Oh my god! He's probably so, getting nosebleeds. Come on. What man. the hell? And you know, they brought him in to fucking. They paid him. They paid him to come in. Oh, that's fucking <laughs> sucky. So man. what a what a amazing start to this RBBC. And Philip Lindsay has been in an RBBC with Royce Freeman for the last two Bradley, years. Yep. So we already know how Denver rolls. Um. And what I they roll that. with the punches? Like, that's, roll what they with fucking, the punches right? that's what they fucking do. And it was extremely frustrating if you're Lindsay mm-hmm. under, like he couldn't break free. Royce Freeman just yeah, just like shackling there. him. It was ridiculous. So you know, if one of them could actually get sixty to sixty-five percent of the workload, it would be pretty fucking nice. You're like, oh shit, that's pro- they. You know, we we seen Philip Lindsay have success as an RB twelve and an RB nineteen the last two years, respectively, nineteen and twelve, respectively. Yeah. So we see that there's fantasy glory to be found there, but only if one of the running backs can stand out. And you think, okay, they paid Melvin Gordon to be that person, 
But nay, nay, Philip Lindsay is, like I just said, he's super successful. Yeah. He's an undrafted free agent, just boop, boop, signed on the team. Fucking, like I said, RB 12 and 19. So it's like, all right, who's getting the 16? Who's really going to get the 30 in this potential? Mm-hmm. One of them's got to stand out. So, like, it's what? Going to be 50 50 time split because they're both pretty fucking that good. One, one punch bullshit. So, looking at a 50 50 timeshare with what the Broncos ran last year, which is mm-hmm. an RBBC. So, we have to similar, maybe similar. And they went very pass intensive heavy yeah. in the draft. Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They even got another tight end. So, it seems like they want to throw the rock around, right? Well, if you look at just their carries, 50-50, they're only going to get 179 carries each. That's not a whole oh that's not that's not, cute. that's not many carries. And so if we look at uh Melvin Gordon's uh carry rate, which is uh was about it's about 4.4 per per carry, he gets about 716 yards. Philip Lindsay has a career 4.9 average, which good for him, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. So he get 877 yards. Throw in some catches, 30, about 35 each is what Philip Lindsay got 35 last year himself. Split it 50 50. Mm-hmm. 250 yards. And you're looking at two RB2s, which you have to take somewhere around, uh, let's see here. Where the hell are they going now? Well, Melvin Gordon, 305. Philip Lindsay would be the only deal if you were going to take an option here on one of them. I'm not going to lie. You know how I like to go. 806 for Philip Lindsay. So if you can get another RB2 of Philip Lindsay. If they split a 50-50 time work share. Mm. That works out for my wild-ass card team. But it's, you know, to me, I it's don't... a nah. You're like, if you draft Melvin Gordon, you yeah. you spend I, up too early for yeah. someone who's going to split a workload, who I think they will, with yeah. Philip Lindsay. It's, yeah, it's gonna so be... Philip Lindsay's the only deal, but then... Yeah, it's going to be incredibly frustrating it's to be watch. frustrating. One's going to have a good game, one's going to have a bad game. Exactly. Um, I think I think I can risk it with Philip Lindsay on my team. I mean the only the only the only shining spot <laughs> the only shining spot that I can see on like this would be you know Melvin Gordon gets most of his damage done with a shit ton of touchdowns yeah exactly um that's why they brought them in probably for him to be like the scoring touchdown machine yeah. in like in short yardage situations because they Denver had a really difficult time you know, scoring in general to be honest last year oh yeah um. But all the other points, yeah. Melvin Gordon only had one year where he scratched a thousand yards, man. It was just barely. Touch championship yeah, season. Was, oh, <laughs> championship <God>. season. <laughs> but um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so splitting the yardage with uh Phil Lindsay, that yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I I actually. I made the joke super early in the off season when Denver drafted Melvin Gordon that he's dead to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I approved it. I do not like. No, I, he could have signed anywhere else to be a workhorse, but he signed yes. with Denver to be sharing the load with. Uh, I mean, he can't Lindsay. even breathe. No, and his I, ribs are already I'm broken. Ta- I'm telling you, glass I'm cannon. gonna take your knot and just shine him up. He's a glass cannon. You know, honestly, if you're gonna pick any of them, pick Phil Lindsay. That's what I'm gonna I pick, Phil Lindsay. But you gotta hope that Melvin Gordon doesn't show up. You know, oh, how, you know how much I hope. How much oh, I hope. I hope in James White. That's how much it, I hope. Yeah, it's really hard for me not to pick Melvin Gordon out of those two. I guess I'm the outlier yeah. out of the two of you because. Well, he is the better running back overall. We've seen yeah. a cur- much longer career uh-huh. of being good. Yeah, yeah but it, we've seen them knees not be so good. Also true. Also true. And if he can't breathe, the fuck. Yeah. All right, Adam. Let's let's make it more positive. <laughs> let's go for a. Send it. I'm gonna go with my boy. We've heard him before when we were talking about our top ten uh, or top fifteen, rather, uh, wide receivers. My boy in Carolina, 
DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of repeat stuff that I said, but you know, for those of you who are just joining us in this episode for the Bias and Yaws. Um, so you know, DJ Moore for me, he's he has probably out of all the, um, I guess, past ten, past uh, rank ten and. Past, I guess. Is that, is that how you? Uh, ten through fifteen. The, ten through fifteen or wide receiver two class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with that. Like, okay. um, yeah, round four, and on maybe round. Apparently, like him more than Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I love him. Um, mm, we'll get to that. All right, so like more than Robert Woods. Our infamous ooh, debate. Ooh, that 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 will be. That'll be tough for me. Oh, okay. Because, um, <laughs> stop, so, I'll stop drilling you. Yeah. So, um, you know, out of all those wide receivers, I think he has the easiest path to be the number five, to be like top five wide oh, receiver. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. That's a bold statement. I like that. So the biggest thing that I like to look at for, um, you know, wide receivers that aren't like super well-known names, because DJ Moore is going to be going into his third year. Yeah. Um, oh, that elusive third year. Yeah, the elusive third year. Um, So he is... Clearly, the number one on the team with a bad defense. True. True. Um, true. So last year, the Panthers' defense was ranked thirty-first. Terrible. Fucking terrible. Only the Dolphins were worse. Okay. Oh, and the Dolphins <laughs> spent a lot of money. They spent. Yeah, they spent like almost. <laughs> money yeah, should go like burp. <laughs> yeah. Um. So and they used all seven of their draft picks on defensive players. Ooh. So that means. There's seven new rookies on D de- on uh, already terrible defense. Yeah, Jesus. Um, and not to mention that they lost a lot already on that def. Well, whatever you could salvage on that defense, they yeah. lost. Uh, most notably, Luke Kuechly. He retired. Oh shit. Uh, Eric Reed. Oh shit. Uh, Don Terry Poe. Oh damn. Uh, Bruce Irvin. I think Bruce Irvin went to the mm. Cowboys or something mm. like that. Okay. Uh, or Don Terry Poe went to the Cowboys. One of those two. It's a lot of talent. Yeah. That. Yeah. A, a lot right. of. "Quote unquote," I guess talent. Yeah, I mean Luke Kuechly, I'm the highest on, but you know he had too many injuries, so he decided to retire early. Smart, Smart man. Smart man. <laughs> so last year, we we're talking about uh, your boy Cam Newton. Cam Newton, despite oh, yeah. not having Cam Newton there, so not even there. Um, oh, good. DJ Moore produced 87 catches for 1,175 yards, mm. and because the Offense revolved around CMC scoring all the goddamn touchdowns. DJ Moore only made out with only four, which, you know, considering that he only had Kyle Allen, just two, two random first name. That's where, that person. Joke, that's where the joke I believe came from. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. He did, he did all that despite having Kyle Allen throwing him the ball. Um, and now that the Carolina Panthers have signed Teddy Bridgewater, which is infinitely better than whatever Kyle Allen can hope to be in terms of being a, <laughs> in, in being a passer. He's going to be more, much more efficient. He's going to be, there's already stories out in camp that Teddy Bridgewater has great rapport with CMC and, oh. uh, so he finally DJ Moore. His accuracy problems. <laughs> I mean, he was pretty damn great, um, in his stretch of five games over in new Orleans last year uh, when, yeah. when Drew Brees was out. Okay. Um, oh, oh. Jesse's shaking his head. Oh, over there. oh. <laughs> I mean, he was able to support. Uh, obviously, yes, we're Michael talking Thomas, about Michael Thomas. Was, yeah. But yeah. He, he, you know, Michael Thomas's production didn't dip; it stayed consistent. True. Um, All right, good counter. No, it's a good counter. Good counter. <laughs> God, nah. <laughs> um, 
And now we're going to talk about another thing that um, I talked about earlier mm -hmm. is that the wide receivers can't really control the things around them. True. This is a benefit for DJ Moore in this case. So, well, yes. Oh. So, um, a weakness is a strength. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. So, Shit. this year the Panthers got a new head coach in Matt Rule. Mm -hmm. He was the coach over at Baylor. Yes, yes, yes. Which yes. is also in the conference of the Big Ten of college. And Air Raid. Air Raid. Just throw it all the time. Just th defense doesn't matter, which is great. <laughs> this is this is like the perfect message. Bad defense, hire a coach that loves to throw and mm. with a bad that hasn't really done great on defense. And his and his offensive coordinator, Mr. Joe Brady, which he played or he played, he coached as an offensive assistant with the Saints. And even before oh. yeah, and even before then, he was a passing game coordinator and the wide receiver coach for LSU last year. So they had a great offense over in LSU passing it down. So I have I believe have a belief this is going to be a super pass heavy offense even more so than last year. Um and since it's going to be down so much, this is this is going to be this is fantastic news for DJ Moore. I think this is going to be DJ Moore's super breakout year. And that's why he's my DJ Moore five oh six. I that would be a that'll be smash. That would be an auto smash. He'll probably be my keeper because everyone would be like, "Oh my god, DJ Moore!" He'll be a second round pick the day the nah, year after next. He burned me last year. He burned me last year. Here, when you here, played here. against him, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> got him, got him, got him. All right, Evan, you got your nah. Uh -huh. <gasps> oh no, 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 no. Oh, damn. You got, no, you got, no, no. You got me You got me no. so hyped for <laughs> when I looked over at you. Okay. So who who do you got, baby? I got Mike Williams. Mike my, Williams. Nah. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He was on our injury list already. Yeah. <laughs> Shoulder injury. injury. Yeah. That's like, that's one with the one thing right there. I was like, he is not going to be up to par. And I know that he's a he has a at the top of the show here we had a, what torn labrum is that, yeah is that the same one it's like come on man no that's Tyrell Williams oh, Tyrell Williams okay hold up my Williams does have a sh some sort of shoulder injury yeah right now he's also <laughs> back spasm and knee sprain he's oh <laughs> he's <laughs> very uh, uh, what's the word elusive to that no not elusive. Prone to that. Prone to them. Prone to them. Bonitis, as we like to Bonitis say around here. <laughs> around here. Last year, snap share, mm -mm, not cute. 30th out of the whole league. Ew, that's not, not cute. Good at all. Receptions, 49. That's super gross. 49, my dude? On 90 targets, too. Ew. Uh, like, come on, man. He did 1,001 yard. So that, means, that means that means he one. he was essentially the super speedster going all the way down the field. Oh, this is gonna be yeah, a great twenty yards per reception. But <laughs> the only this silver lining be. that he has is the average target distance, number one in the league, seventeen point four yards. This is so just a deep threat. This is giving me just a deep threat. This is giving me even more fuel for for later down the show line. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, keep keep on going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep going. Mm. All right. All right. I guess this is gonna be Stop shitting it. shitting no. on. Chargers Day. Shitty on Chargers <laughs> Day. I was like, I didn't mean to, but shit. No, it's all good. It's all good. We just so happened to. And he missed the game last year. Let's see that. Not cute, get cute. Got not 
the good in red zone either. Got he only scored two touchdowns. Yeah, two touchdowns. Terrible. Not cute. He had ten in 2018. That's crazy. On 43 receptions, so the same number of receptions. He probably 30 had less at targets. Eight of the bed games. If you had him on your fucking fantasy roster, that's just going up. But right now, just seeing his stats and thinking if you had his ass on your team. I don't know if you were very happy about him on your team. So 10th round, not worth it at all? 10th round? No. No? I mean, I didn't really think of uh, Mike Williams at all to me. For I mean, he was like a... I mean, he would probably be good for streaming options. But, uh, yeah, like last year he was uh, basically essentially pure streaming. Like you wouldn't know... Which uh, Mike Williams you would get? I was like, Phil Rivers ain't there anymore to throw him that deep ball, like we said. And it's like, bitch, come on now. Well, You're then you got then you have shit, a rookie quarterback on top of it, yeah. or, or Tyrod Taylor. It gross. And yeah. I know you love Tyrod Taylor. You want to start his ass, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, fuck ta- shit. Fuck. we'll talk about Tyrod uh, later. The Chargers offense. Yeah, I was like, that motherfucker is hell and nah. If you pick him on your team, you better. And if anything, him. I proved the week before that rookie tight rookie quarterbacks don't throw the tight ends; they throw to established wide receivers. Oh, yeah, so that would be right. Keenan Allen. <laughs> that would not be. Nope, not this boy. Injury no, report. Not boy. Mike Williams. He's only he's about to turn twenty six, and he should be good, but he's not on my radar. All right. Well, I'm gonna keep shitting on the shitting, shitting on. I the like sh- it. The shitting train here. <laughs> so let's get into some. Uh, some RBBCs that maybe, but but Uh-oh. you're you're still taking a shot here. You're you're, <laughs> you're guessing. And I feel like I you love still. These. I want to hear it. I still you oh, feel so many frustrated. I'm so excited. I'm gonna shit on my own homer team, Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Ooh, That's right. Dun, knowing dun, it. Yep. Dun, Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, Raheem Mostert, and Tevin Coleman. Ooh, Raheem Mostert. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, I, know, I feel I like know. you're going to be frustrated and disappointed and, by all of these. Yeah. Don't forget the uh, ghost of Jarek McKinnon. Oh, <laughs> his name will not be forgotten. So let's start with them. So Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman, like uh, probably one of the favorite of the two yeah. in, in the RBBC world here. So don't forget fucking Jarek McKinnon. He has come back. <laughs> he is no! a, once again... A training camp darling. Mm. Oh, he was the Alexander Madison before Alexander Madison. Exactly. Over, yeah, but when, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, he yeah. won't get injured this year. Finally, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> he just pops off. So you know, if we include, if we, if we're looking at a potential three-way timeshare, uh-huh. we had Matt Barita last year before they uh-huh. traded away at the end of the year, and yeah. Barita had twenty-nine point oh two percent of the rush attempts. That's a lot. And they each had thirty-two point three one percent. So okay. Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert. So literally a third. Just say it's yeah. a third. Mm-hmm. So it's three ways all the way around. So if there was two of them, it would be a lot easier to deal with. But Derek McCannon, and then literally there was a sleep alert about an un, <laughs> undrafted free agent r- running right. back. But they love. Oh I mean, Shanahan's crazy. He's like, run, 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 here, run, here, run, here. run, run. Ah, <laughs> uh, but it's like, all right. So if it's fifty-fifty, who actually has the role? Because at the beginning of the year, Tim Coleman was a, like a running back two, running back one, mm-hmm. and in the back half is Raheem Mostert. Mm-hmm. So who the hell is it? So currently, Mostert's going in the sixth round. Coleman's going in the eighth. And I just feel like between the two of them, you're probably going to get it wrong. You're probably going to be frustrated. So just avoid it. Deuces. If nope. someone gets hurt, you're going you're gonna to love it because it's going to yeah. clear the situation up for you immediately. Or if we at least know exactly what their role is. If Tevin Coleman turns into like the goal line guy, 
And Raheem Moster is like the pass catching. You know, we know who the Tevin Coleman and the and the Devonta Freeman is of the Forty Nineers offense. I mean, you yeah. know where Tevin Coleman's role is. Like, if we know what the roles are, then we can do it. Like, like with James White, we can figure it out, find the value. Yeah, but I feel like you're just going to be frustrated every single time. <laughs> There's also uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. and Kyle Husecheck as well. Don't forget about those guys. Oh, Husecheck for sure is is a problem with that that rushing offense. Yeah. He is viable he himself said, as a fullback. So don't think Shanahan's not above doing that. Mm-hmm. So uh, some other ones, my own homers, Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. So the coaching staff themselves, it says 1A, 1B. We talked about it with Stephon Diggs, how fucking frustrating mm-hmm. that is. The play, I, when, neither one can stand out. Mm-hmm. And, oh, don't forget, uh, apparently Naeem Hines is going to have a quite, yeah. a, quite of a nice fucking yeah. workload. Well, came out of what nowhere. the fuck? Yeah, a couple of, it was like a month or two ago, they were, they were like, we're going to give him 10, 10 targets? Yeah. Maybe 20? So, oh, you man. know, if you had to pick any one of them, maybe Jonathan Taylor, because he clearly a high second-round draft pick. He's going to be the future. They'll be done with Marlon Mack at the end of the year. That'll be, that. you know, if it's a keeper... Dynasty, definitely. Jonathan Taylor, don't be don't be scared of it. It'll be it'll come soon. But if you pick Marlon Mack, so it's Jonathan Taylor fifth round now, Marlon Mack sixth round. So you're having to pick which one is the one that actually maybe gets fifty fifty. By the time this I, I, I firmly believe Marlon Mack will get injured at some point and Jonathan Taylor will just take over and run away with it. Yeah. So if you're gonna take one, maybe Jonathan Taylor, but you have to pay up early, fifth round. Mm-hmm. Fuck That's it, not, I'm out. I'm out no. for this season for redraft, mostly for redraft leagues. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah, I did just Maybe uh, trade down the road. I did just negotiate Pop a trade to move up to the to the second overall pick to draft Jonathan Taylor for a keeper league long term. So definitely worth long term. You know, if you got to maneuver, maneuver. But he's not going to develop till the second half of the year. So you yeah. have to wait for somebody to develop. You have to spend a fifth round pick. You're lighting that shit Fuck on fire. That. Light it on fire. I'll let someone else. Let somebody else do it and then yeah. trade for it. Oh, That'll be what to I'm gonna do. pop my cherry trade. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. And then Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins. Most of that is centered around. I mentioned earlier, Lamar Jackson. They want him to rush ass. more than ever. But you know, we saw even last year <laughs> that that Mark Ingram RB eight. So he's likely very viable. This he, is my favorite option of the ones. I, like, I would definitely take. Is Mark Ingram? Though. I think he's like, he's going to be here. safe. But I put you on a leash. He is on his year year thirties, thirty years old. That's the cliff for running backs. Dun dun. Is ah! he going to fall off? They they brought in J.K. Dobbins for a reason. Oh, yeah, I do. His think, contract's done mm-hmm. at the end of the year. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do think he might he might go the the way of Frank Gore, where he just he just continuously fucking you know produces numbers. But I do think. You know, this year might be his last super great value year. Yeah, exactly. They're make the run for it. And this then, is why they, yeah, this is why it. they drafted J.K. Dobbins to eventually take over that role. So J.K. Dobbins seven oh eight. So Damn. pretty late. I think that's too high of a draft pick for no. someone who's not going to touch the ball. I'm telling you, he's not going to touch the ball as much as you think. Uh, and I'm trying to hunt down uh, Mark Ingram three ten. So that's really to me, that's pretty early for Mark Ingram. I yeah. think I would, yeah, spend I would think it. and that's why I'm that's why I, as I'm RB Sam saying nah, like it's just. <laughs> Mark Ingram picking up too early for someone who's probably going to be an RB two this year. Mm-hmm. You're and <laughs> you're saying people that are like wild cards that are like drawn to my yeah, team. like you're, you're these <laughs> are people that wild card people. You're like yes, yes, yes. And I'm telling you, no, 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 Get no, away. no, 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 no. And so those are my those are my maybes for my non RBCs. I like them. So Adam, you are up next, my good sir. Okay, I guess we're gonna wombo combo the charges here because I have some shit. To talk Shit about. train. Mm-hmm. 
Don't worry, there's some positivity coming, but right now we just have to ride this one. But uh, oh, shit train. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shit train. Okay, the shit train. So <laughs> moving full nah speed. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my second nah, um, a bit of a spicier pick, um, is gonna be Mr. Keenan Allen. Oh man, Whee! both wide receivers. <laughs> Get fucked. Get out of here. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start with the good for Keenan Allen. All right. So just to start off on some sort of positive note. So last year he had his second best year ranked number 11th in points scored. Okay. All right. That's it for the good news. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. God. Yeah. <laughs> Quick so, and short. <laughs> well, I do have a little ellipses after that with a better passing quarterback. Ooh, so last year he yeah. had Mr. Philip Rivers. Yeah. Um, he is. Yeah. So last year Rivers, uh, he threw the ball 591 times last year. Goddamn. That was enough for seventh most in the league. Um, and you know Philip Rivers' worst more year. More than Tom Brady. I know. <laughs> last year. It's more Facts. more than Tom Brady. Um, his worst year, Fuck which was Tom. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> His worst year in terms of like his or his lowest amount of pass attempts, um, which is his sophomore season. Yeah. Um, he only had he only had 480 attempts, which you're thinking, okay, that's a decent amount. Yeah. That was the year with Mr. Ladanian Tomlinson. He scored 31 Ooh, touchdowns. He didn't whoa. really need yeah. to nice. throw the ball. No, no, no. Ladanian Tomlinson had over 1,800 yards rushing and another 300 or so catching. Oh, he was he was a god that year. And the Chargers were scoring over 30 points a game last year, enough for first in the league that year. God damn. Um, so let's go to uh, who his current quarterback is now, <laughs> Mr. Tyrod Taylor. We were we were, we were if, so um, Tyrod Taylor. Oh, quick, quick. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, quick reminder. Um, Philip Rivers, his worst season was 480 attempts. Tyrod Taylor's best season <laughs> was 444 attempts. What his the whole fuck? career. Aye, aye, aye. That was all the way back in 2016. Buffalo. When he was with Buffalo. Ooh. Um, so those three, I guess you would quote, say magical years <laughs> with uh, Buffalo, his three best years were... 2015 through 2017, all with Buffalo. Um, that team only scored like 23, 24, and then 18 points his last year there. Um, yeah. You know, Tyra Taylor himself was a decent fantasy option, but everything around him <laughs> is just basically a, like a nothing. The only, He had one year in 2015 with Mr. Sammy Watkins, who had barely over 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns. <laughs> But outside of that one year, he hasn't had anybody produce over 800 yards passing Ooh, uh, or receiving, gross. rather. Um, so my thing is with Tyra Taylor going to the Chargers now and eventually probably being usurped by Justin Herbert, which I don't believe has – which I believe he has accuracy issues in his passing. This team isn't going to be even – equal to the passing work that they had last year. It's going to be much, much worse. Um, and this hurts not the whole goddamn team. This is gonna, But this is going to hurt Keenan Allen the most because he's the most well-known outside of like Austin Eckler as well Yeah, on the whole team. And people are going to see that name and they're just going to like auto-draft him 
And they're going to be very, very disappointed when he's just going to produce diddly squat for you. So <laughs> back to Keenan Allen, um, even w- with last year being his second year, his second best year, uh, Keenan Allen is very well known as a streaky wide receiver. That's true. Um, you know, he started off the year three, three games in a row, super, super hot right off the presses. And then he followed that up with six straight weeks with less Shit than nine points scored. Mm. That is not a wide receiver that you can have confidence in throughout the whole season. And that's with a great in retro, in um compared to uh, this with a great quarterback comparing to uh Tyrod Taylor. So I can't see a world where Tyrod Taylor will <laughs> produce anywhere close to what he even had with Sammy Watkins five no. years ago. No. Um so this is why Keenan Allen is my nah. Nah. Yeah. I mean, going at 506, OBJ, honorary nah. <laughs> mm. Go see our trash treasure at Trap episode where I yeah. shot all over him there. All over and DJ show. Moore 506, so clearly DJ Moore would, is the round five wide receiver to take. I would definitely take DJ Moore over Keenan Allen. Yeah. All righty. And this is not anything to be curse-mudging Keenan Allen. He's a great talent. It's yeah. just that. Don't you know he he's literally... the best in the AFC West? Oh my goodness! You saw, yeah, I saw That's that sweet. between yeah, him yeah. and um and Mike Evans. Oh yeah, gosh. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Evans is statistically better than you every uh, single year. And uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, you don't see Mike Evans on our not lists. You mm. do not. You do not. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I Keenan, can't even yeah, joke with that. I mean, Sorry. Keenan Allen is still a great wide receiver. It's just that he can't control who's throwing him the ball. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, the. Uh, Continue this shit train that we've started. Uh-oh. Let's, let me finish with my RBBC shit trains I oh, hate. Carry yeah. on Johnson, DeAndre Swift. Although if DeAndre Swift actually injured Carry on Johnson, value. <laughs> but that's not that's like a, that's Again, the, that's the, the fucking if. point. It's the if. So the Lions are a throwing team. I, I want you to know the Lions only ran the ball 321 times last year. I only remember once, and like it was like a stat. It was like once in the past, yeah, twenty, that, like that, just like that burp. <laughs> it was like once in the past, For like twenty real. or some odd years exactly. after uh, Barry Sanders retired, they had one one thousand yard rusher. Exactly, it's it's abysmal. It's absolutely abysmal. And so they drafted DeAndre Swift fairly high. Who is DeAndre Swift is an amazing running back, by the way. Mm-hmm. If he didn't land in Detroit, he was going to be our number <laughs> one rookie running back because oh, yeah. that's how good he is. Comes out of Georgia, you know, Todd Gurley. Nick like, Chubb, Sonny Michelle, just stack on the Lions. Sec. Yeah, go to the Lions, right? So what, what? Maybe, <laughs> maybe DeAndre Swift gets fifty five percent of the rushing total. That's only one hundred seventy six carries, so useful. But everything hinges on the targets, right? So I said they're a throwing team. Well, they only threw to the wide receiver position or the running back position fifty seven times last year, so they don't actually throw <laughs> to that position. Ouch. So, it, you oh, know, in the seventh round, you're literally going back-to-back, carry on DeAndre, seventh round. You're having to pick one, and you're not going to be happy with either of them. So no. let's see. So if we split the 57 between the two of them, so maybe if he's going to get a little bit more than 50%, maybe he'll get like 30 targets, if that. If that. If that. Is that? I don't know. I don't know. That's, flex, like, that's, that's a flex play. That's, that's, opti- but then, that's wait, being wait, a little wait, optimistic. What weeks are you going to be happy that you, you're you drafting him? Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking rolling out. Yeah. DeAndre Swift right now. Woo. Woo. You're like hoping. You're like hoping. <laughs> Starting lineup. You're hoping carry on Johnson doesn't fucking score this week. Yeah. You're like, God damn. This is what I'm talking about with these RBBCs. 23 points. <laughs> just nah, I'm out. I don't want anything to do with it. This is just in my hard no category. I don't want anything to do with it. Just out. 
I unfortunately have a carry on Johnson stock that I own. I hate this. I hate this. And the absolute hard passes for my RBBCs this year, the Rams. Oh man. Cam Shit. Akers, Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown. Get the fuck out of here. Bye. Not touching yep. it. No. Uh, any RBCs that has three players involved, you don't want anything to do with. No. Just back the Stay fuck away. away. Stay away. And news comes out that uh, they're going to use each one in their own unique style. <laughs> so what is it going to be? Thunder, lightning, and rain? Like What the, <laughs> what the fuck? Or oh well, who's going to be what? You know, they draft Cam Akers high again. Another high draft draft pick. So, okay, maybe he's going to be the lead mm-hmm. in this. But they, they saw a 16% reduction in overall carries yeah. to that position last year. So maybe... With a six, let's say they set the sixteen percent lower rate again. Acres is gonna maybe get hundred and thirty three carries. That's fucking gross. Ugh. Yeah, that's this absolute yeah. garbage. Not on my team, bitch. Bye. Yeah. Seventh round. No, it's even worse than the two I just mentioned. Yeah. Before them. Yes. Yeah, talking about the talking about the Rams, I'll jump on I'll jump on this little train because uh we had talks about them extensively with the wide receivers. So the Rams last year, they passed the ball oh, the most out of all the teams. Yeah. And a lot of it was not to the running backs. No, it was they, not. Yeah, after their philosophical change last year, they, it was basically tight ends and wide receivers that they threw mm-hmm. to ex- mm-hmm. almost exclusively. So having whatever scraps left to the running back split three ways, that it's not good, Bob. It's not good. <laughs> You're right. It's not good. <laughs> and to wrap it up with something even worse, the Tampa Bay Bucks backfield. <laughs> By signing LaShawn McCoy, I'm out. <laughs> Woo! I'm done. Fuck this they shit. They were making the best team with McCoy. Yeah. It is terrible. <laughs> oh, man. It, I, I want nothing to do with only 340 total carries last year. That's not much better than the fucking Rams, apparently. I saw a... Or I, the, the Lions. Yeah. I, I mean... Yeah, I'm following some beat writers for the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Bucks, and I think it was yesterday... Where uh, Ronald Jones had a little bit of a rough day catching some passes. Oh my god! I think he like dropped a, like five passes oh or something like that. Oh my god! Uh oh! And you know how much Tom Brady hates having a running back oh, that can't god. catch. Keyshawn Vaughn. What the fuck? Well, you know that Sean McCoy likes throwing the football out like this. Yeah. <laughs> <So anyone can laughs> Wait. Swat it like an asshole. So I was like, all right, you know, if they had 340 carries, maybe it's around that. Maybe Ron- who's the lead dog? Ronald Jones. Maybe he gets 35 percent. A slightly. Above average, thir- third percent, 119 oh carries. That's absolute gosh. garbage. You want nothing to I do with it. I got a headache just looking at these it's names. Not, <laughs> nah, out. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Don't get involved in an RBBC unless you know the player's role. If we knew exactly what each one of them were going to do and what and what the value was, it would be easy to go, all right, pick DeAndre Swift, yeah. pick Zach Moss, pick Philip Lindsay. Done. You know, Philip oh. Lindsay might be the only slightly clear one. Mark Ingram, but you're paying up really early for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, early. we don't really know what Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman are, and we don't know what Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor are going to be. Mm. And it's going to be too late to figure that out, and you're going to burn a draft pick. So that's why RBCs are nah, nah this year. I believe it. <laughs> Trust in that. All right, Adam, let's nah. end this shit on a positive note. All right, so this is one. This is my that I am most proud of. Because both y'all shat all over me last week. I, I've been changing on this one. And well, it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> so my last is Mr. Mike Gesicki, tight end for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, both y'all were shitting all over me. For I got him at 15. Remember. 
I got him on my top 15. Yeah, I had him on nine, and you were like, what You got him at seven, son. Oh, what are, even what better. I have him at seven. Where, where's ass at? You got him at 14. You're right there. Uh, no, you're not bad. Come <laughs> on. Right. Yeah, so. We had to talk about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had to concur. All right, so I'm going to tell you about all the stuff about Mike Kosicki and why you should target him in your drafts for next for this upcoming for your, this upcoming year. So, we're going to start off with uh, I got a lot of these stats from Pro Football Focus. I there's going to going to throw a lot of numbers just to at you just to uh uh com- give us some comparisons. Uh, so, so last year, uh the Dolphins tight end positional details like where they were lined up last year for uh the offenses. So, we had uh, Mike Gesicki Durham Smythe and Clive Walford. Those were the three tight ends that the Miami Dolphins used for uh, their offense. Uh, Mike Kosicki had 701 snaps. Durham Smith, 486 snaps. Clive Waller, Walford at 114 snaps. What does that even mean? Most of, <laughs> most of it. <laughs> yeah, so what, what the fuck does this mean, Adam? Well, the most important part is the slot wide receiver position that they all lined up in. Out of all those snaps, Mike Kosicki lined up at 461 of those snaps at the slot wide receiver. That sounds like a lot. The other two mm-hmm. combined for just over 100 snaps. Chill, jeez. So why are we worrying about this slot wide receiver position uh, that this tight end is uh, lined up in? Well, we have to go back to the beginning of the year where the Dolphins signed offensive coordinator Chan Gailey. Oh. Do you remember Chan Gailey? It's an old name. I'll remind you of how, who old this man name. is. He's an old. He's an old name. He's an old. He's a very. Everyone wants a harp. Yeah. Chan Gailey. All right. So he had a lot. He has a lot of experience around the league. A lot of it in the AFC East. So in 2015, while he was the offensive coordinator with the Jets, uh, remember Eric Decker? Oh slot, yeah, yeah. Slot yeah, wide yeah, receiver. Yeah. Slot yeah, wide yeah. receiver over in uh, over there. Well, he was fourth in the league in slot routes run, and he did over a thousand yards and twelve. Touchdowns. Well, that's so, a lot. Oh shit! Yes, that's yes, that's quite good. In 2011, oh, yeah. I believe that was when he was with the Buffalo Bills. Mr. David Nelson, a long who? Yeah, long time ago. Um, he led the league in slot routes run and had 97 total targets. Now let's go to a much more well-known name. In 2008, Tony Gonzalez. Whoa! Oh, yes, shit. he was second in the league in slots slot routes run. He had over a thousand yards and touched ten touchdowns and was the final, the fantasy tight end one by fifty points. Dang this is in half point PPR, okay. by the way. This is like before tight ends were a super thing, and it was just like <laughs> one guy and everybody else. Yeah. Um. Oh, and by the way, who was uh, Chan Gailey's quarterback for uh, both the 2015 Jets teams and the 2011 Bills teams? That was none other than Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick. What the fuck? Oh, oh, look at that. Shit. The pieces have aligned. How, oh how convenient. You just James Whited me. I just James Whited you. <laughs> so, all right, cool. He's taking a lot of slot snaps. There's a lot of players on the team that probably take slot snaps too, right? Well, let's. I'm going to tell you the slot snaps leaders from last year. Is that a nay-nay? Uh, I will, <laughs> I will, show, I will um. tell you. So, number one. It was actually Mike Gesicki at oh. 461 slot snaps. So you're yeah. like, cool. Number two and number three, Albert Wilson and Alan Hearns at 332 and 254 <laughs> respectfully. Okay. Those are really cool. <laughs> Those are really Problem cool. is, 
<laughs> Albert Wilson opted out of this year due to his COVID oh, health oh, thing. And Alan Hearns is out for the year. Oh, <laughs> so that two and three are gone. Oh, two and three slot. are gone. So, so the, he is slot. <laughs> so the next one after, un, under them is Devontae Parker at 199 okay. slots. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so I'm, he's not going to be doing slot things as often as Mike Kosicki. A lot of them are going to be going to him. So, uh, actually, they both opted out. I'm sorry, Alan Hearns and uh, Albert Wilson. All right. So, yeah. So, last year, his uh, 374 slot routes not only led the Dolphins, but it was 11th in the whole league. What the fuck? And it was only... Damn. And uh, get this, Jesse, your boy. He he only ran one less route than your boy, Cooper Cup. Oh shit! Get the fuck out of here, Cooper. Only Cup, one less. Your boy. That's my boy. <laughs> That's your boy. We fought. We fought a lot. Uh, yeah. Cooper <laughs> Woods. So he does enter the offense that features a one big slot route. heavily. Big slot heavily with big multiple guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I wrote this really quickly. I didn't proofread it. Um. Like a so he, uh, so Chan Gailey likes to run an offense that features the, the big slot heavily with multiple guys. Um. That were about like you know giant six. Six three to six five, um, finishing in a top five in slot routes run. Um, so, talking about another name, Mr. Preston Williams. Mm, you know, he, yes. he hurt his AC, he, he tore his ACL last year. It's gonna be my count. Um, he only played fifteen snaps from oh. the slot last year. <laughs> not, not so he's not even a threat, Bye. even if he does come back. And uh, he only started and received a high volume of targets because they traded away one Kenny Stills. <laughs> And uh, they didn't draft or sign any new wide receivers last year. Uh, they have this. It's this the offense is, is intact essentially. Mike Isaki slot, <laughs> big slot heavily. Um, also, got it right? yeah. Also, Preston Williams was very inefficient with those targets last year. He he, his best game was like eighty-two yards. So wow, don't need to worry about him. So after this overwhelmingly goodness, I have to I have to bring it down a little bit just to uh, be you know be a fair okay. little analysis. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> obviously the first 8 games of the of the season Dolphins were quite terrible. Yes. Um before horrible. before Preston Williams injury, he only had uh 59 tar- or w- Preston Williams had 59 targets to only 27 for Gesicki. Um and you know Williams and Devontae Parker also got 24 and 13 red zone targets compared to only 3 for Gesicki. Um, this is probably before you know the offense figured out what they wanted, what their identity was gonna be. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, this year Vegas only has Miami slotted to only win six games this year, um, <laughs> and there is a six strong games. possibility Ouch. that Tua can take over for Ryan Fitzpatrick. So there is some fear that. The product, the floor is not nearly as safe as some of the other guys around him. But I think the last year's offense used Mike Gesicki improperly, okay. and that this just led to a lot of his struggles. This one is now got with uh, you know, last year's offensive coordinator Chad O'Shea. He didn't even make it one full year, he got fired midseason. <laughs> Bye. Nice no, job. you know, I believe Gasicki has all the talent in the world, and now he's getting the opportunity to be a feature piece of the offense. And the best part of Mike Gasicki, um, I did this research uh, about five Man, days ago. Before this. <laughs> so yeah, before this. So right now his ADP is somewhere around the tenth round. I got him pegged at thirteen oh five. 
Look at that. Even better. So <laughs> free. So you're getting a potentially top five tight end at the very end of the round. I think Mike Kosicki is going to be a slam dunk type of tight end, similar to how Mark Andrews was last was last year, where you got him super late and he produced for you immensely. So that is my... All right. We have Mike Kosicki up to number eight. Oh, look at that. So now he's okay. top 10 tight end. Oh, look at that. Yeah. No, uh, even at, even after our tight end debate last week, I was like, I think I'm really low on Gasicki. And I'm like, mm, I should think about it. And then I saw some stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm too low on Gasicki. And it's just like, too, I'm too low on Gasicki. Move him up. All the way to number eight. Fuck you, Evan. Why you not a 14, you bitch? Not to- <laughs> <laughs> I'll switch him up in a little bit. We'll see what happens. All right, guys, that is our Biaz and Nas. Thank you so much for sticking with us through our amazingly awesome one-of-a-kind show. Oh, yeah. You can only find it here on Fourth and Three. Bitch. Coming up next week, we're going to be doing a mock draft. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. That's right. A little bit of a break, and then we're going to oh, do a uh, – we're calling it like a back-to-school special, but I guess more – Remind you some more tips, get oh, get yes. you get you framed in mind because this is draft season. This is it. So you're gonna need to, you know, any other we'll go over like our trash, trash and trash, trash and trash oh, players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trash, trash, tra- 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 everything's trash. Tra- tra- trash. Treasure and trash players. Uh, you know, we'll just give you all the relative tips and everything we can do to help you guys get ready for this upcoming season. As always, stop being so shy. You can email us at fourthanddirty yes. at gmail dot com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. At Fourth and Dirty, hit us up. We're here to help you. Don't be shy, Evan. Where can we find you at, baby? You can find me on the gram and Twitter at Evan the Man Six, and on Facebook. I pointed at Evan, but Evan, <laughs> Adam is having a fit about it. Adam, where can we find you at? You can find me both on Twitter and Instagram, both handles at Atom1241 for all of your Mike Gasicki needs, wants, <laughs> and loves. <laughs> James White needs over here. You can find <laughs> you can find me at uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Madonna Jesse, at Jesse Madonna. Stay tuned for next week. Now! Nah!